Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going to discuss why everybody is afraid of China. No, no, no. Nope. This is another question from a listener. Again, thank you guys for these. Animus at AnimusEmpire.com. If you have a question, this one in particular is from a young man who is worried about China, maybe afraid of China. When people bring up the fact that China may be taking over America, that they're buying up all our land, they're manufacturing a lot of goods, a lot of vital goods uh, that we need. I mean, that's what makes them vital. He finds himself getting defensive, indicating a hole in his soul, a weakness in his boundary, a hole in his boundary for the topic of China. He's, he uh, got some poor sleep, I think, the other night <laughs> worrying about China. So this is the impetus that, that drove him to ask me this question. So what is he really afraid of? What's really going on? Well, the first thing we need to consider is that China may be a real threat to America. You know, I don't know. I'm definitely not going to come to a conclusion about that. I mean, the only reason I'm bringing that up is, look, all, not all anxiety is wrong. Not all of it is unhealthy. In this case, for you, dear listener, probably does sound unhealthy because like you acknowledge in your question, you can't really do anything about it even if China is taking over, which, again, not making a definitive point, yay or nay, whether that's happening. So even if they are taking over, there's nothing you can do about it directly. So why worry about it? Which indicates why you may ultimately be worrying about China is because it is a distraction. And I think it serves as a very captivating distraction. I mean, what happens when we can't focus on our own issues? When perhaps we don't even know what our emotional issue is, what our relationship issue is. We see this huge problem with our wife, let's say, or a friend, or our parents. Or we have a burgeoning alcohol problem or a procrastination problem, and we don't really know how to manage it. It's this vague, nebulous kind of powerful, but also vague and nebulous. So we focus on something else that we cannot control as a distraction from what we can control. And this makes us feel, well, not good in a sense, but it's comforting. It can be comforting to know. If there is, if there is at least no perceptible solution to your psychological issue, it can definitely be comforting to know that there's maybe nothing you can do about it anyways, or it doesn't matter because who cares? China is taking over. Right, what is this? We, we talked about this before. This is the, the secondary emotional payoff. Resistance is the pathway to your secondary emotional payoff. And the secondary emotional payoff is simply any strong feeling. doesn't need to be good. Oftentimes, it's not a, a, a very good feeling. And we would typically say it's not a positive feeling. It can be. That's why we work on our psychology. So we make the, the secondary emotional payoff a primary uh, emotional payoff, which is going to be some combination of either confidence or compassion. And so there's this strong emotional uh, hit that we get from worrying about China or being frustrated by their potential takeover of America. So now when the issue with our wife comes up, we are justified in a sense in having our resistance to it because, quote, it doesn't matter anyways. Right? There are bigger issues at stake. This is why people Get, I mean, you don't see people who have healthy connections usually at a protest. And this is any protest, left or right. Like, it doesn't matter the size. But if you find yourself, act, if activism is in any bio you've ever made ever, then I would encourage you to work on your emotional issues. But what's so captivating about China? Not everything captivates us, but I think China, particularly how it's portrayed by the media, it is captivating. It is this foreign... This foreign land with these foreign people. I mean, I think even 
Chinese or Asian Americans aren't seen as real Americans. You know, this isn't to condemn America. I don't think it's racist necessarily, but I mean, look, this is a problem with Andrew Yang when he ran in 2020. It's like, well, we just don't see you as American. Not yet. I mean, maybe in a generation we will. But at least right now, I think a lot of people don't see um, Asian Americans as Americans. So it's this strange culture with a different language, a completely different kind of language, which I wrote about in an article one time. And they are a growing culture with their communist. Well, they're communists on the, the surface of it. It's really not communism. It's fascism. There's quite a bit of free market enterprise within this fascist system, basically a government controlled free market system. That's not really free market, but government controlled trader principle is going on in China. And in a way, they're more open. There's fewer restrictions in China, you know, most notably with business regulation. Not a lot of it is outside the, the fascist context. Um, you know, a great example of that is when all the world leaders met to uh, to talk about reducing carbon emissions on Earth Day. Yeah, but I guess we could talk about Earth Day environmentalism because environment we can learn something from what makes people afraid from both why we're afraid of China and what the environmental movement has done over the past 50 or so years to make people perhaps more afraid, artificially afraid of any potential environmental disaster. And you know, like, different com countries are, are, are pledging different, uh, we're gonna reduce carbon emissions by this date and we're gonna do this to reduce, and China, you know, they just don't feel like they need to play that game. They're, they're, they're not even gonna promise the reduction of carbon emissions for at least, I think, maybe 10 or 20 years. So there's fewer regulations. Same thing with gene manipulation or gene splicing. They are shown to be way more, way more cavalier in allowing that to happen. In America, we can't do that, or at least not legally. And you know, any one of these advantages that China has, regardless of how fascist their government may be, any one of these advantages that China may have can be a very vital pinch point that could lead to huge expansion a huge growth in China. And I think that's another thing is I think people get on some level that there's some spirit there in China. Like I've never been, but I've, I know people who've gone and they just talk about there's this spirit, this, you know, even though it is communist, technically a fascist government, there's this entrepreneurial spirit in the people like they're really trying to work hard. Like, right, they, they don't care about dumping plastic in the oceans. 100 years ago, we didn't care about dumping plastic in the oceans. I mean, half of uh, freaking Manhattan is just plastic. Well, it wasn't plastic, but d just dumping garbage. We would just dump it in the East River, right? And China's way less concerned about that. They're more concerned about growth. And we get on some level that, boy, something's happening here or we lost something. And maybe that's what this listener is concerned with, living in a, a civilization that is dissolving, which, again, not necessarily a bad thing. Civiliza civilizations come and go, but individuals live on. You know, it's just shows, just as an aside, it shows a true lack of perspective when people talk about the decline of America and talk about it in a way like it's some kind of bad thing. It's like, is a supernova a bad thing? No, this is simply part of the life cycle of stars. 
is the supernova the end? No, it's the end for that one star, but it's a beginning for a whole bunch of other stars and planets and maybe new life forms. I mean, this is where we come from. I have to, to go back to cosmos here. We are made of star stuff. We are made because there was a supernova a long time ago. Like, why would you be upset that a civilization is dissolving? That this is, are you upset that it's just, stars should just stick, stick around forever. This is how, but it's not. That's not what stars are. That's not what civilizations are. What are you even getting upset about? You're getting upset because you have anxiety around change. And I would say, or I would challenge you that most of this anxiety is really because of your relationships and the insecure attachments. You're hiding from people. You're isolated. You've probably been isolated to such a degree for such a long time that it feels normal to you. And I'm here to tell you at the risk of sounding like I'm gaslighting you, maybe it's not so healthy. Maybe what you think is normal is not normal. So we have this mysterious, vague threat of China. It may be a real threat, it may not be. Again, can't say for sure, very much like COVID. <laughs> well, COVID was a mysterious, vague threat in, in February 2020, and then we learned about it, and we realized, oh, this isn't a threat at all. It's a threat to a certain segment, whatever. You, you know my views on that. But we shut down anyways. So it, it's interesting. A, a threat uh, like COVID, which we know way more about, we had pretty good statistics on even back in March 2020, yet everybody still shut down. And we have, I think, you, you know, it, it's, the, the issue of China is even more nebulous. So, you know, this is just a great... This serves as a great projection for our anxiety. I mean, this is something, go back to Earth Day. That happened this past week. Uh, go back to Earth Day. I mean, what, yeah, what, was, what was Earth Day in 1975? Right? It, it was save the, the birds, save this one bird. I mean, it, environmentalism back in the 90s, it was very much like, like in Dumb and Dumber. Like, just save these snow owls. And that's good, and that gets the Aspen crowd, I mean, literally, in Dumb and Dumber. It gets the Aspen crowd off their couch, but no, most people don't care. So what does the environmental movement learn is, okay, we need, we didn't make this fear of, a, of our impact on the environment. We need to make it more, seem more serious. And at the same time as we make it seem more serious, what we need to do is we need to make it more nebulous. Now, it can't just be about a specific snow owl. It needs to be about global warming, but now we need to stop calling it global warming and simply climate change again to whatever extent. Climate change may be a real threat. That is not what I'm making any kind of uh, truth claim about. But I do know that something like climate change is way more of a fearful thing for our projection, for, for, our, for us to project our anxiety on. It's way more captivating for our projection than the fact that there's only 28 snow owls left. So yeah, this is the secondary emotional path. Watch your secondary emotional paths because they can be seductive and they can feel real and, and it's crazy. It's crazy to the extent that your path feels real and all you're really doing is serving as a distraction from issues in your life that you can control. But what's the real issue? I mean, I kind of hinted at it before. What's the real issue? I mean, what if you came to me and said, look, I'm really afraid of my neighbor. He just got this new car. He just updated his house. I'm afraid that he's going to take over. What you're really telling me is you're not working on the same level as your neighbor. 
and you get on some way that you're not, you're really not sure what your neighbor is doing, like a neighbor you may not really know much about, you're not really too friends with your, your acquaintances, when you're out getting the paper, you, you wave and say hi, but you're not really friends with him, and you're concerned that he's gonna somehow take over your property, let's say, with this new expansion on this house. What are you really concerned about? You're really concerned about yourself in your own life. It's really a judgment his success and your fear of his success is really a judgment on your own life. Just like, actually, in Jeremiah, right? What, why, uh, what does Jeremiah say about ba Babylon his relationship to Israel? Are the, is it a punishment? Well, is God saying that Babylon is better than Israel because they took them over? Or it's a judgment, right? We are... This is a sign that we as Israel didn't have our act together. And maybe this is a sign that America doesn't have have its act together. And maybe the fact that you're worrying about China is a sign that you don't have your act together. How's that for a biblical reference? Thank you, everybody. But that's what we can work on here. What, what does it mean specifically to have your act together? What does that mean? You know, it's one thing to say, oh, you got to be honest. Oh, you got to tell the truth. You got to get your room in order. You got to wake up at 3.35 in the morning to, to really seize the day and go on a 10-mile run. You don't need to do that, by the way. Th th this isn't the fundamental issue. Th this is unclear, and it's not the fundamental issue. The fundamental issue that you have, I don't know you, but because you're a human, I know what your fundamental issue is if you do have... A, a neurotic problem, some kind of issue that willpower does not solve by itself. You have a way of mismanaging your emotions. And we need to first delineate exactly what emotions are, exactly how they work, and when we understand that, then we can learn how to talk through our emotional issues in a specific way and perhaps do it over and over in different contexts so we can become aware of it and really pinpoint what the issue is exactly. What happens when the hero slays the dragon? Does he simply kill the dragon? No. He puts his sword through it. He puts a pin in it. Right? This unwieldy, un unruly thing. He puts a pin in it and says, this is exactly what the issue is. Not killing it exactly. That's implied that it's killed, but it's not necessarily killed. The dragon is not killed. You put a pin in it so you can see exactly what it is. That is the ultimate solution here. Put a pin through your emotional issue so you can see exactly what it is. This is what we do here at Animus. We do free consultations. Animus at AnimusEmpire.com. Thank you guys. And remember that the only thing you're ever really going to be afraid of is an emotional issue you cannot handle.